Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called Shields Up, we looked at the end of 1 Peter chapter 5 this past Sunday, and we had a really sobering discussion and study upon resisting the devil, a really powerful sermon. And it had me thinking a lot about this uh, foe that we have, this battle that we have raging on in the spiritual realm. And I looked at this passage again, and sometimes when you go over a passage that you're familiar with, sometimes something else jumps out. And this is one of those passages that I'm very familiar with, and yet something jumped out, uh, even as I looked at it once again. And that's the thing I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about what God says in this passage, because he gives a lot of exhortations in this passage to the Christians. But when Peter is saying the things that he does, I want us to notice something. And sometimes the only way we notice something that seemingly is right in front of us is if we simply highlight a certain aspect of it. It's what's called a point of view or a perspective. Sometimes if you're reading something, you see one thing. But when something else is highlighted, you notice something else that is also really important. So this is a passage we've read a couple times, but I just want to read this passage one more time. It's verses 6 to 11 of 1 Peter 5. And uh, I want to read it, and I'm sure something will, fa- will jump out to you as I read it, and then as we highlight something else, maybe that will jump out to us. So here's what he says in verse 6. Peter says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. When I was younger, we had these pop-up books. I think they're still around today. My children have a couple of them. But when you would open these pop-up books when you were younger, uh, it would have a picture, an illustration, but it would actually be be made so the picture would actually jump out at you when you opened up the page. So it would be something like a forest or an ocean or something like that, but they would actually have, you know, certain animals or things pop out at you. And it was a really interesting way to read because it just really got a glimpse of what the book was trying to say. And and I guess that's kind of what happened to me as I read this familiar passage one more time. It sort of popped out to me in a different way. And I want you just to notice a few things here. And, and just see if you can see what I see. Because in verse 6, he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Well, the exhortation is to Christians. And there's a commandment there to humble ourselves. But sometimes with Scripture, we, we, we chop it up too much. And by chopping it up, we actually lose the intent of what the author meant to say. I noticed this um, a couple years ago. I was watching a college football game, and for some reason they were panning over the, one of the locker rooms of, of the teams that were playing. And I noticed that in one of the locker rooms, it had a verse marked on the locker room, a verse of Scripture. But the verse was from Matthew 19, and I noticed that it's not the verse I was used to seeing, because all the verse said was, all things are possible, Matthew 19:26, And that was it. But if you look at the actual verse... In Matthew 19, 26, it says, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. But the people who put that verse up just decided to put that one little phrase, all things are possible, inside this college football's 
you know, changing room there just so they could get inspired before the game to say, yeah, listen, we can be, defeat any opponent because look what God says, all things are possible. But that was not the intent of the verse that, that Jesus meant to put there. He meant to say the very opposite. With man, you can't do a lot of things. But with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't have a completely different tone when you read it the way it was meant to be seen. Well, that's kind of what First Peter is saying here. He says, humble yourselves. He says in verse 7, casting all your anxieties. He says in verse 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. He says in verse 9, resist him. And then he says at the end that you will be confirmed and established and you know, established and strengthened for the rest of that, for the rest of time. But the thing I want to notice here is sort of these conditions that's attached to the verse. It says in verse six, humble yourselves. But then it gives us how. Under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. So you need to humble yourselves, but you need to do it under the mighty hand of God. Well, that's a much different thing than just going, you know what? I just need to humble myself. I just need to make myself more humble, more have more humility in this life, and I'm going to go, I'm just going to do a better job. Well, what he's basically saying is, no, you need to do it the way God has designed it. You need to place yourselves under God's authority. Because when you humble yourself to that degree, God himself will be the one to exalt you. Even verse 7, it's kind of the same thing. It says, cast all your anxieties. Well, you could take all your anxieties and your worries and just kind of throw them out the window and throw them in the garbage and go, there, they're gone. The scriptures told me to cast all my anxieties from me. But again, the intent was not to just get, cast your anxieties. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. He's going to go on in verse 8 to say, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And then he says, Here's how you defeat the devil. Resist him. And right after that, he says, Firm in your faith. Which means firm in your faith in Christ. So don't just resist the devil. You must resist him in your faith in Christ. And Maybe that's hitting you the way it was hitting me when I first read this. I, I looked at a lot of the exhortation and said, there's a lot I need to work on. There's a lot of things I need to do in order to do better in the Christian life, which is true. But I have to be careful, as all of us do when reading Scripture, to not lose sight of how. How we are instructed to do what we are instructed to do. We need to humble ourselves, but we need to do it under the mighty hand of God. We need to cast our anxieties but we need to cast our anxieties on him. We need to resist the devil, but we need to resist the devil firm in our faith in Christ. Those are really important things to see in the parameters of what Peter is saying, because if we lose sight of God, somehow, if we lose sight of the power of Jesus Christ, if we lose sight of what Peter is trying to pull out here, then we are going to be spinning our wheels. If we just try to humble ourselves, cast our anxieties, and resist the devil, it's going to be impossible. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible is John 15, 5, where Jesus says, apart from me, you could do nothing. And it's in this long discourse where Jesus is saying, I'm the true vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so although Peter is giving us some really strong things to focus upon here, 
he wants us to understand and to realize that all of this is impossible unless we do it the way we are supposed to, through God, by God, for God. And I want you to listen to what verse 10 says. He says, after you have suffered a little while in this battle, in this warfare with the devil, he says, the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And I love that phrase, will himself. So after you have suffered and after you have fought the devil for many years here upon the earth, it's going to seem like this battle's never going away, that it's never going to be done. But that's not true. Peter says the battle is temporary. And if you've done what you needed to do in the way God designed it, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, if you cast all your anxieties upon the Lord, if you resist the devil firm in your faith in Christ, you're going to win. And when you win, when it's time, the Lord is going to keep his promise and he's going to come himself. Do you see how hands-on our Lord is? He wants us to be the same way when we fight the devil. He wants us to do things in his strength. In his strength. Not in my strength. Not in your strength. I do need to put effort forward in this fight. I do. I, I, I'm the one that needs to resist the devil. But I need to do it in my faith in Christ. I need to do it by surrounding myself with Christ and with Christians. I need to humble myself. That is my role. But I need to do it under the mighty hand of God. Because that's the only way that God will exalt me. I need to cast my anxieties. I'm the one that needs to cast my anxieties. But I need to do it on him. On the one who can shoulder my burdens. On the Lord. And if I do it the proper way, if I do it by God's strength and the way that he's taught me, the devil cannot win. And I wish that would have popped out to me the first time I saw it. And I'm seeing it now in a new way going, man, there it is. Not just to obey, not just to do what Peter has called me to do, but to do it by the God who can accomplish it through me. And that's why verse 10 is so sweet because he's saying, listen, I know this battle is raging on. I know it's, it's hard and it's brutal, but fight my way. I'm going to be with you. And if you fight my way, I'm going to defeat the devil for you. And when you look as if the battle can go on no longer, I'm eventually going to call you home. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell everyone to drop their swords. And when that happens, I'm going to come down to you personally, Christian. And I, God, the Lord, and going to myself, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I am not going to send an angel to do it. I'm not going to send one of my apostles or one of my prophets. I'm going to come myself. Because you sought me in the battle. You sought and strove to do it my way in the battle. And because you did it the right way, I'm going to come. Me, your God, your Lord, and I'm going to be the one that picks you up. I'm going to be the one that gives you victory. I'm going to be the one that encourages you and strengthens you. And at verse 11 kind of ties everything together. It says, To him, to the Lord, be the dominion forever and ever. And if you read all this, these passages wrong, you could go in verse 11, well, maybe I'm the one that gets the credit then. If I'm the one that, that has humbled myself, if I'm the one that has cast all my anxieties, if I'm the one that has resisted the devil then I'm the one that belongs to the dominion. But no one would read that. If you were reading carefully and correctly, 
you would look at all these things that God is doing and instructing us to do going, oh, there it is. There's where the power is. The power isn't within me. The power is within him. Yes, there are things I need to do, but the strength comes from the almighty God. That's why we titled our series Fighting as Victors through the book of 1 Peter because the victory lies with the Lord. It doesn't lie with us. And aren't you glad that it doesn't? Because I am not. I look at my life, I look at my soul, and I'm growing, I'm maturing in the Christian life, but I am not equipped to take the devil down. I'm not equipped to build Christ's church as he expects. I'm not equipped to do profound things here upon the earth. Unless, unless, I am seeking the strength of the Lord. And when you team our obedience in our role with the strength of God, right there is the secret. Right there is the secret to complete, guaranteed, total victory. And if you lose sight of one of those, it's not going to work. If you look at this passage and go, oh, see, there's a lot of God in that passage. So really, there's nothing I need to do. I'm just going to trust that God will win the battle. I'm going to lay down and the devil will not defeat me. No, that's not what he says because he says humble. He says cast. He says resist. There are all things for us to do. But you also have to look at it from the other light. If I do that on my own strength, if I humble myself, if I cast my anxieties, if I resist the devil, I'm going to burn out. I'm not going to win. The devil's too crafty. He's been around too long. I'm not going to find the victory that I want, that I think I could have. And it's kind of like that old verse they put up in that college locker room. All things are possible. Is that really what Matthew 19, 26 is trying to say? No, it says, seek the Lord because only with God are these kinds of things possible. And he's not referring to sports. That's not what I'm saying. God is referring to something much higher than anything here upon the world. But we need to see scripture the way it was intended. We need to see it in this two-dimensional way. Maybe I would say it this way, two sides of the same coin. We can't stamp and stomp on our responsibility because our responsibility is key to this fight. God is not going to use us in spite of us laying down. He's just not. He wants to see that we're going to do what he has called us to do. We have to do the right things. We have to exert effort. We have to be committed and disciplined in this fight or we are not going to win. But that is not the only thing we have to do. We have to do it in the strength of the Lord. I have to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I got to just stay low and put myself under the Lordship of Christ. And when I do that, God will exalt me. There's the promise. I need to cast my anxieties, and so do you. But I need to cast them upon the Lord, upon his shoulders, because he's strong and in authority, and because, it says it in the verse, he cares for you. That's why you cast your anxieties on him, because no one cares for you like the Lord does. Verse 9, you need to resist the devil. You need to resist the devil, but the way that you do it is firm in your faith in Christ. Really, you just need to plant yourself on the Lord. You need to stay close to the Lord. Wherever he goes, you need to go. And wherever he doesn't go, you don't need to go. Because that's the way you resist the devil. The way you resist the devil is by being right next to the Lord. Because if you're right next to the Lord, the devil does not want that fight. What he wants to do is single you out, move you away from the Lord. And as soon as he does, he's going to beat you up. 
So Peter says, resist him, but firm in your faith in the Lord. And so the promises are if we do it God's way, if we do it the right way, if we do our responsibility in the strength that God provides, he himself is going to establish us, confirm us, strengthen us forever. And that will be an amazing experience when the God, the Lord that we have trusted in, that we have sought strength from, is going to come down and say, you're going to win. I'm here. You've won the battle, child. The battle's over, child. Come up. Pick yourself up. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to put your feet on solid ground. I'm going to bring you up to the kingdom. I'm going to establish you and confirm you forever. I'm going to be very hands-on with this. And we will know and taste the victory that day. And the Lord will tell us something similar to very well done, child. You did what you were supposed to do, but you did it in the strength that only I can provide. And if we see those two things, and those two things kiss each other in our lives, our responsibility and God's strength to carry it out, we're going to be victors. And if we try to do one without the other, we're going to fail. They're very important to listen to. And I hope we can see scripture the right way. I hope we can see it with the intent that God and Peter had for us is to do all of these things that God has called us to do, to do it with discipline and conviction and faithfulness and endurance, but not, never lose sight of the one who strengthens us for the task. I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope that you will get out there today and do exactly what God has told you to do, especially in your fight against the devil. But I hope you never lose sight of where the strength comes from and where the glory will eventually go to on the last day, and that is the Lord himself blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.